This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Praise God. Well, it's good to be here with you tonight in the capacity of sharing the Word of God with you. I'm so grateful to Apostle Theo and Pastor Bev for the opportunity uh, to share and to continue on with our Summer Essentials uh, message series that we're doing. And I, I trust that the Lord is really going to speak to your hearts tonight. And you know, the goal of the Word is to encourage us. It's to strengthen us. The idea that God sent His Word is so that we can go through this life knowing that we are loved and that we are looked after and that there is a future and that God loves us. That is the most important thing. And so I trust that God is going to really speak to your hearts, those of you that are going through some tough moments, and, um, and I believe that you're going to see God in everything that happens in your life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person that is here tonight and those that are uh, streaming in, Father. I thank you, Lord, that your word, as I've said, is, is life it's sharper than any two-edged sword, Father, and thank you that it will be impactful tonight, that it will settle deep in the hearts of every person that, that hears it, and that it will, the seed that is planted in those hearts, as your word is seed, will germinate, and it will produce a harvest, Father, for years to come. We may leave uh, uh, pumped in faith tonight, but even five years from now, this word will still continue to produce a harvest, and I thank you for that. Thank you, Spirit of God, for doing a great work in every person's heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So how many of you have been enjoying the Summer Essentials uh, teaching series that we've been doing? Uh, Pastor Greg kicked it off, and, and he spoke about us being mindful of God and the Word and thinking on the right things and, and just demonstrating God out there. And he had a great uh, a little cooler box here with some of the essentials that we have in life and, and how they are just metaphors to, to life. And uh, I remember the fan, the cooling fan that he used and how that was the church, refreshing. To come to church is refreshing. To hear the word is refreshing. To worship together with the saints is refreshing. Do you agree? And, um, and then uh, Pastor Andre spoke last week about walking wounded, that even though we do get wounded, just like Jacob, he had to walk with that wound, but the point is that we have to just sometimes walk wounded. We don't sit down and give up even though we're wounded, and there was a good reason why he had uh, that little issue that, that Jacob had. And so we want to do the same. We want to walk, uh, even though we may be a little bit wounded, we eventually are going to come right again. And I just that's what I gained out of that message. And tonight, I want to talk to you also about summer essentials, but more uh, specifically, I want to talk to you about suddenly moments. In our lives, we have suddenly moments. You might be on holiday, and all of a sudden, you're told you need to rush home to be home by Thursday night, eight o'clock, otherwise there's going to be a, sh a lockdown of the country. So you have to pack your things, and all of a sudden, while you're having a good time, you've got to hop in the car and drive all the way back home. That's what happened to us. That was a bit of a suddenly moment for us. Have you ever experienced suddenly moments in your life? Talking about lockdown while we're on the subject. We're in a lockdown and, and a few weeks later, all of a sudden, there's 10 kilograms more of you. Has anybody had that kind of suddenly moment that you've had to deal with? <laughs> and then uh, there's some random suddenlies that happen in our lives as well. Things that are in our lives that they show up out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere. I like the term out of left field, where you just 
taken by surprise. Anybody here been taken by surprise with a, a challenge, specifically a tough time that just comes and, and sort of knocks the wind out of your sails? That's a suddenly moment. And you know that God, God is a God of the suddenly. There are so many suddenly moments that are recorded in the Word. I mean, we serve a God of the suddenly. And, and in Acts, if we go and just look at the way that the church started, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 2, look what it says right here, the very first word. It says, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. That was a sudden moment and the church was birthed. In fact, at the same time, 3,000 people, God moved in such a wonderful way that 3,000 people were added to the church in one day. There's another suddenly. All of a sudden, something happens. There's this wind that comes rushing through, and 3,000 people are added to the church, and it's never stopped there. Think about that. It never stopped. It just continued on. God did an amazing work. Maybe you find yourself driving around in your little two-seater sports car, or you're happily going about life in your little polo, and all of a sudden, you're pulling wet wipes, wet wipes out of the cubby hole and reaching back to the kiddies in the booster seat of your station wagon. All of a sudden, did you see this morning when we had baby dedication, how many children? Some suddenly moments happened in quite a few families, I'd say. And so, as good and as random as sudden moments are, the truth is that our lives really are shaped mostly by the tough suddenly moments that we have to walk through. Maybe your child has, has gone from being an A student, from being a star student, never got a demerit, don't even know what demerits are. And all of a sudden, they're coming home with a bad report. You're getting letters from the teachers. They're not paying attention in class. They're concerned. And you don't recognize your child just overnight. That's now the tough suddenly moment. You might have a good suddenly moment where that was your kid, and then all of a sudden, they're coming home with reports that you're thinking, okay, where did you buy this report from? I don't know. What kind of suddenly report are you? Uh, what kind of suddenly moment are you dealing with? Maybe you find yourself suddenly having to take care of a parent who's fallen ill. You might be the only sibling in, in the country, or the only sibling that's in a in a position to be able to help the parent, and and all of a sudden your routine has changed, and it's a financial thing as well, and it's just your life is just. Suddenly, a different life. I mean, it's your parents, you love them, but you know, it puts a lot of strain on you. All of a sudden, things are just different. So, in our lives, I want you to see your life as having this, this baseline, this base lifeline that we're walking along. That's the life that God has called you to. That's the plan. That's the goal line that you're walking along. Things are going well. And sometimes, along that baseline of life, we have those good suddenly moments, those spikes that happen in our lives. We find ourselves on a nice high because there's been a great suddenly moment that's happened in our life. That report that I'm talking about, the good one, comes home and there's a, suddenly there's just this great thing that's happened in your life. And the thing about those is that they're generally short-lived. We might have that high for a, few, you know, for a short while and then we quickly come back to the baseline of life, which is not a bad thing. But just to bring to your attention that we do have these good suddenly moments. We come back down to this baseline of life and then we're going, uh, you know, we continue on and then what happens is we have the tough suddenly moments 
where we're finding ourselves lower than that baseline, just nose diving down. And the problem with those tough moments is that we seem to hang around longer with the tough moments when we find ourselves sliding down that tough moment and landing at the bottom. We hang around there a bit longer than what we do when we're on the highs, on the good suddenlies. But eventually we do get up and, and we start moving, but it just feels like it's so difficult to get back up to that baseline. And, and even as we're moving, maybe you're walking wounded a bit. And as you're walking forward, God creates another great suddenly moment, a little one, and, and then there's another one again, but we're still sort of fighting to get back to that baseline of life, to get back into the plan that God has for our lives. Is there anybody that can relate to that here this evening? Perhaps you at home. You were walking along fine and, and, and you know, your life as a Christian was great and, and things were just working the way that you envisaged them to work and then all of a sudden, there's been this slide, one of those tough suddenly moments and you're finding yourself really battling to get back to that baseline of life. I've got good news for you tonight that God is in even those difficult suddenly moments. The tough suddenly moments that happen in our lives. And so, what do we do? Well, what do you think about the statement that life is actually an accumulation of our moments, if you think about it? Good moments, bad moments, if we just add those up together, that's really what life is all about, an accumulation of moments. And if we're being honest today, a lot of the way that we approach life, maybe the way that we see God and, and deal with relationships, is through those tough, suddenly moments that happen in our lives. To us, they feel like moments because they, they seem like they're quite random and you know, unexpected, but they're known by God. All of the moments that happen in your life are known by God. Look what he says in Jeremiah chapter one, verses five. It says, before I formed you in the womb, this is God speaking about you. This is God speaking about you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Think about that. God's not saying, I recognized you. He's not saying that I see you. This is an intimate statement that God makes. He says, I knew you. I know you. I know you better than you know you. He knows the, our beginning from our end. And he goes on in, in verse 5 to say, before you were born, I set you apart. Do you understand that you've been set apart by God? You've been designed by Him on purpose, deliberately, the fact that you're here tonight, it's, you're here, you exist in this time deliberately. This morning, Apostle Theo uh, spoke a little bit about a testimony of a woman, my goodness. Did she go through some really tough suddenly moments? She'd been raped and uh, molested and all sorts of things that happened to this girl. In fact, the letter that he reads starts by her saying that her mom was raped and she was the result of that rape. To some people, it would seem like, well, how could that even, you know, you, it's hard to comprehend that that girl was created by God. The event that brought her into the world was not. But that child who would go on to be a woman that Apostle Theo reads the testimony to encourage others God used her in a mighty way, didn't he? Wow, I'm sure that she has had quite a profound effect on people's lives. Just to show you 
that even though we go through some really tough suddenly moments and it feels like this should not be happening to me, how can this be happening to me? God is in those, those tough times. Whatever, time, whatever tough time you're going through right now, I want you to know that God is in that tough time. Some of us are living in tough moments right now. And let's be honest, there are going to be more to come. They do feel random, but I'm here to tell you this evening that God is in them all. Can you say that with me? Say, God is in every one of my suddenly moments. And that's a little bit about my story too. Some random suddenlies that shaped the way that I viewed God and and the way that I processed life for quite a long time. Now, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on, but right now I want to talk to you about my favorite suddenly story in the Bible found in the book of Genesis chapter 37, talking about Joseph. And his story really is full of suddenly moments. I mean, at the age of 17, he finds himself a favorite in his family. His parents love him. His dad specifically loves him very much. He's, uh, he's given us this coat of many colors. It symbolizes that he is favored. It signifies that he was special, that his dad loved him and, and more than the other children even. And he had all these brothers, Joseph did, and the one day he went out into the field to be with his brothers and he found them not doing what they were supposed to and he went back home with a bit of a bad report to his dad and that did not end well for Joseph. Because I mean, already his brothers were jealous of him. They could see the way that he was favored by their father and walking around with his fancy Gucci coat that his dad bought him and they're having to walk, walk around with pep specials, I suppose, I don't know. But the point is that they weren't happy with him and he just made matters worse for himself. And in chapter 37, Joseph has a dream and he decides to share his dream with his family. And here we pick up the story of his suddenly moment in Genesis 37, verses five. It says, Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. And he said, listen to this dream I had. We were all out in the field gathering bundles of wheat and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my bundle stood up straight. Listen to that. All of a sudden, my bundle stood up straight and your bundle circled around it and bowed down to mine. His brother said, so you're gonna rule over us? You're gonna boss us around, are you? Younger brother coming to tell me that I'm gonna be bowing down to him. Really, you kidding me? And they hated him more than ever. Because of his dream and the way that he talked, he was just different. And so his brothers came up with this plan. They wanted to kill Joseph. They threw him into a pit and took his coat and had it dipped in animal's blood and took it back to their dad and said, you know what, dad, looks like an animal has taken out Joseph. Of course, his father was devastated, heartbroken. His favorite son was dead in his mind. And then Joseph, what happens is they go back. They don't kill him, but they sell him into slavery to the Ishmaelites. And he goes from being a favorite. Listen here. He goes from being a favorite to a slave in a sudden moment. Just suddenly his entire life is turned around. And I think Joseph's story has some moments in it that look a lot like ours. And we can take some things from his story. Things like this, that moments in our lives that shake us. There are moments that come in our lives that shake us. Moments that come unexpected. We don't see them coming at all, but they come. Joseph never expected to end up in a pit. He never expected to be sold to as a slave. He didn't expect that. 
He never expected any of these things. And just like some of you this year, things have happened in your life. You didn't expect that to happen. You didn't expect to maybe lose your job or, or only be reduced to two days working a week. And, and uh, you know, they've had to cut staff. And, and with that happening, maybe your salary, of course, has been dropped as well. You didn't expect any of that. Some of you started out in life with, I do, but you didn't expect to end up with, I don't. Suddenly moments. My story, I came into ministry, and I knew from a young age that ministry was my call. Got married, had two wonderful children. Then came the time for me to come into ministry, and that's what I did. I was just following the plan. And four years, I'm here full-time in ministry, and my wife is is diagnosed with terminal cancer, and a year later, she's gone. That was a major suddenly moment in my life. It was a suddenly moment in my children's life, one of those tough suddenly moments. All of a sudden, it doesn't look, I don't recognize the plan. I'm like, you gave me this dream. You, you, you've spoken to me from, from such a young age. This is not what you said, just like Joseph. Think about that. He said about his dream, he said, suddenly, my stalk of wheat was standing upright and the others... And how long did he not wait for that suddenly to happen? So I, I didn't recognize where I was. And, and all of a sudden, I found myself reaching for stuff to fill the disappointment and, and to fill the hurt and, and the anger and, and, and depression. I mean, I didn't know what an antidepressant was. I thought drug addicts used those. I knew nothing. I'd never had a sleeping pill in my life before. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm reaching for these things just to be able to make it through the next, to the next day, you know. And um, I reach for the wrong things. And that's the thing about these suddenly moments that shake us, is that when we have moments that shake us, we all reach for something to stabilize us. And the world says that it's okay to grab things that give temporary satisfaction for things that cause long-term pain. I don't know, what have you reached for in the times where you've been shaken? Maybe it's been alcohol. Maybe it's been a wrong relationship. Maybe it's been screen time. Maybe you're finding yourself being comforted by, by watching a screen of any kind, be it small, big, but you just, you know, you're, you're overdoing that and it's, and it's bringing comfort to you. Maybe, like me, you're finding that rebellion is something that you're reaching for because it's somehow bringing comfort. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what happened. And I think people do that. They go into a rebellious state in their hearts because they're hurt and, and it's hard. And, and it seems like this is the only way that they can, they can cope with, with this hurt that's happened. But I want to convince you tonight that when you're going through stuff, don't reach for the stuff. Reach for the source. Don't reach for what the world says is okay. Reach for the one who can make it okay. Don't reach for the stuff. They don't work in any case. Look at what it says here in Peter, uh, 1 Peter 5, verses 10. It says, in his kindness, talking about God. This is the nature of God. I don't know what you think about God or, or what your image is of God or what you've been told about God. He's not a God with a baseball bat and a stern look on his face and arms folded just waiting for you to make another mistake. That's not the God. It says, in his kindness. The God that we serve, family, is a kind God. In his kindness, God called you to share his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. In other words, he called you in his kindness to be with him in heaven for eternity. That's the God that we serve. So after you have suffered a little while, yes, sure, 
in those tough suddenlies, we can suffer a little while. If you've maybe made bad decisions that have landed you in that tough moment, you may suffer for a little while. We understand that. But look what it says. It says, he will restore you. He will support and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. In the book of Psalms, when God said to, uh, about David, or at least David said about God, that he reached out and took him out of the pit and put his feet on solid ground and, and steadied him as he walked along. That's the God that we serve. We serve the God that will cause us to be steadied. It says here, he'll place you on a firm foundation, family of God. If you stop reaching for stuff and reach for him, I'm telling you now, he will heal you. That's the God that we serve. You might not see it now. You might not see it in your shaken moment, but somewhere in the background, in the, in the, scene, the behind the scenes, God is orchestrating it for your good. Joseph's story goes on and he ends up being successful. Amazing, isn't it? Because God's with him. God's in the story the whole time. He's in your story as well. He's in your story as well. And, and Joseph becomes the second in charge of this, this very successful man's household. His name's Potiphar. And he's doing everything well. God is with him. Everything he touches is just successful. Potiphar sees this. And then, you know, Potiphar's wife also sees this. And she wants him, uh, you know, she wants him in another way. And Joseph is not, he's not willing to, to, uh, um, to give in to that. And he runs away and his coat falls off and she takes the coat Potiphar's wife does. And she gives it to Potiphar and says, look what your servant tried to do with me. So what happens to, what happens to Joseph? Another suddenly moment takes place in his life. In Genesis 39 verses 20, Joseph's master took him and what did he do? He threw him into jail where the king's prisoners were locked up. But there in jail, God was still with Joseph, in that bad, suddenly moment, God was still there with Joseph. That tells me if it says he was still with him, it means that he was with him the entire time. When the Ishmaelites came, when he was in the pit, in all of those instances, God was with him. Joseph went from being a successful person to a prisoner in a suddenly moment. You know, he could have done the wrong thing, but he did the right thing. And he finds himself in a hole. For some of you tonight, that's your story. You did the right thing. You made the right choice, but maybe someone stabs you in the back. You find yourself going through a tough, suddenly moment because someone had betrayed you, even though you made the right decision. Joseph could have pointed fingers. He could have defended himself, but I think Joseph must have known that God was with him, and he realized that this was not a moment of being shaken. It was a moment of being shaped, because that's the thing about suddenly moments is that they can shape us. If you will allow God to shape you in the shaken moment, if you'll allow him to work with you in that shaken moment, allow God to shape you, to build your character, just know that he is there. Just know that he is there. One of the things that I battled with most when I went into that state is that I believed that I'd blown it so bad that there was no hope of recovery for me. I, 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 I thought to myself, surely I've not acted like a man of faith. I didn't act like a man of faith. I, didn't, I wasn't this guy that, you know, just ran to God in my, in my hurt and state and, and just went before his feet and trusted him to help me through this, you know, this, this tough time. That wasn't me, no. And so I thought that because of that, because I'd fallen so bad, 
there was no ways that he was ever going to be able to rescue me. And that's what it felt like to me. I wanted to leave ministry. I, I'd even been for interviews. That was my plan. I was going to go because God, as far as I was concerned, he was done with me. And then what happened was, <laughs> God gave me a scripture. He gave me a verse. Isaiah chapter 41, verses 9, he said to me, I've called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Some of you need to hear that tonight. God has chosen you, and he will not throw you away. I don't care how tough a suddenly moment you've had to deal with. I don't care how tough a suddenly moment you're facing right now. God has not thrown you away. But the thing is, I had to make a decision. Would I accept what God was telling me? That he has not thrown me away? Could he still shape me into something? Did I believe that that was possible? So I did grapple. It's not like that one scripture delivered me the moment I saw it. I had to now, I had to now really think because what was happening is I immediately thought, ah, oh, it's just by chance that you're reading this. And, and I had to you know, look at it over and over again. The point is that I had to accept what God was saying about me. And when I did that, this is what happened in Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 3 and 4. It says there, so I went to the potter's house. That's what I did. Eventually, I said, you know what, God, this is you talking to me. Now, I mean, I was coming to church. I had to come to church. I was on staff here. But I didn't see it like God was here. Although I allowed this word to encourage me. And sure enough, look what the scripture says. And sure enough, the potter was there. So I went to the potter's house and sure enough, the potter was there. So I wanna say to you tonight that when you go to the potter's house, you better believe he will be there. The point is that you need to go to the potter's house. Listen here, it says, and you'll find the potter there working away at his will. And whenever the pot uh, the potter was working on turned out badly, as sometimes happens when you're working with clay. Sometimes things happen. Life doesn't go the way that we expect it to go. Look what the Bible says about the potter that forms you. It says, if it turns out bad, what happens? It says the potter would simply start over and use the same clay. Isn't that amazing? The potter will start over and use the same clay. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that doesn't turn his, his eyes over you or overlooks you to the next one? Aren't you glad we serve a God who will start over? He'll use the same clay and reform what he has uh, intended to create. I want to tell you tonight that God is not done with you. Let me convince you today to stay in his hands. Just stay in the potter's hands. He'll reform if he needs to. When you're going through moments that shape you, just stay in his hands. Let God do something on the inside of you that can do something through you or that can allow him to do something through you. You might ask, well, how do I do that? Well, I'm so glad that you did ask. You can get involved in small groups. Recently, my wife, early on this year, she lost her grandfather. It was a, one of those tough, suddenly moments. And, and just last week, I think it was, the groups launched a grief uh, a grief share course within the groups. And so she uh, started a group and, and got some people to join folks that are on there that they themselves have also lost loved ones. And she's really enjoying it and she's gonna see this grief share through. This is happening in groups. I encourage you to get involved in groups. You can contact the groups here at the church. Go to our website. We've got so much information over there on groups as well. But that's what you should do. The second thing is, 
you should get on the growth track. I mean, this is a summer essential that I think should happen for you. Get onto the growth track. It's not a course. It's a journey of discovery. Four steps, four hours, and you'll learn things about yourself and discover who you are and the purpose that God has for you. I don't know if you've noticed, but the doors to the church are opening wider, folks. And I want to be honest with you. We need you. We need you to discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. You know what the Bible says about making a difference? It says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. There's something about using your story to help others. Those tough moments that you go through in life, to take those and allow God to touch other people's lives through your story is so powerful. I mean, Joseph, if we go back to his story, when he was thrown in jail, the servants there from the king, they needed a dream to be interpreted. And, and Joseph had a moment again there in the prison. Does he sulk or does he serve? Does he use his gift even if it can't be seen? I want to encourage you tonight. Use your gift just because it can be used. Don't use your gift because it can be seen. God sees what you do. Don't wait for the big moment to arrive before you get involved in, in uh, you know, interacting with people and changing lives. Use your gift because it can be used. And so he interprets the dreams. Another suddenly moment, he's taken out of prison and he's brought before the Pharaoh. In Genesis 41, the Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace. Church, there are moments that shake us and moments that shape us but I think they all lead to moments that make us. In Genesis 50, we see in verse 18 what happens. After Joseph has been put in power in Egypt, the second most powerful man in Egypt, his brothers come and throw themselves before him. They say, we are your slaves. Joseph made it. The dream that he had, that God had given him, he'd made it. There he was standing, and exactly as God had prophesied over his life, his brothers had fallen before him. They were bowing before him. He made it. But Joseph recognized in that moment that it wasn't by his ability that he made it. He knew that God was in this thing the entire time. Look what he says, don't be afraid Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So the moment in Joseph's dreams happened, and his dream happened, and Joseph made it, but he realized that he wasn't the one that made it because it's one thing to think that you've made it, but it's another thing to know that he is making it. He's in your moment. He's in your moment. What do you do when that moment of hurt is now in front of you, like Joseph. Those difficult moments that you've gone through, what happens when it's in front of you? The world says, take those difficult moments, put them behind you, brush them under the carpet, just get them behind you. God's saying, no, if that moment's in front of you, allow me to use you. Allow me to use you. And Joseph, Joseph realized in that moment that everything that he walked through wasn't about him, it was about others. I encourage you, Whatever you've walked through, 
if you want to get back up to that baseline of life, if you want to get back up into the plan that God has for you, you take your moment and you leverage it off others. Allow God to use you to impact others' lives. And even if you're in a a good moment right now and you're on the other side of that difficult time, use it for somebody. God did it with me. If I had a run, if I had not allowed God to shape me in the moment that shook me to the point that I make it, then God would not have been able to use me. In fact, I don't even want to picture what my life would have ended up like. So I encourage you, allow God to use you. Allow Him to take your moments and impact other people's lives. If you're in a tough moment right now, just know that it's not over. God hasn't caused it. You need to understand that He hasn't caused it. He doesn't need it. But He is in it. And He'll cause it to work out for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Get into His hands and watch what God will do in your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let me just pray for every single person here tonight. Father, I thank You for every person that is here tonight and and watching us. Father, I thank You that even in the difficult moments that they have faced, perhaps that they're facing right now, those tough moments in life, those suddenly moments that have hit them out of nowhere. I thank you for giving them strength, Father. I thank you that they're encouraged by your word and that, Lord, they see that you are there with them. I thank you, Father, for taking those moments and causing them to impact other people's lives. Thank you, Father, for strengthening every person. Thank you for delivering them. Thank you for causing them to see you in the right way. Thank you that they accept your love and allow you to shape them in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.